All right, it is December 2021. It is the end of the year. I don't need to tell you that. I just wanted to put it out there uh, to kick this off and just present this idea that this one is not going to be a re uh, a pre-written monologue. I do a lot of those. Um, you know, it's been a hell of a year returning to this podcast and I'm getting some good feedback on it and I just thought I wanted to do something a little lighthearted. I've I've written some things this month that are far more serious, but I thought it's the end of the year. Let's talk about something else uh, than all these serious conversations. Just take a break from it. Um, I did think about talking about the books that I I would recommend. You know, some that were put out this year, and others that you know I'm I'm a big believer in. You should go back to books that have already been written in previous years, centuries, etc. Uh, but instead, I'm going to go this route. I want to talk about what I think is the best moment from the KRS-One and Big Daddy Kane versus battle. If you're a regular listener to this show, you're a hip-hop head, you're probably already aware of this battle. It took place in October this year. And, um, you know, there's been lots and lots of different analysis on it from, you know, popular radio stations to, you know, just anybody's YouTube page. And analyzing the whole thing, some people being real critical, this or that, I don't want to do that. I don't want to analyze the whole thing. What I want to do instead is focus on what I think is the most significant and most important moment in the, what was it, hour and a half battle between two living legends. Uh, And that involves, obviously, uh, more than just what happened and it's not obvious, but I should say it's, it involves more than what took place between just Big Daddy Kane and KRS and their catalogs. There's a lot of great. If you watch, if you watch the whole battle, there was a lot of great cameos, a lot of great collaborations. You know, we could talk about uh, Nice and Smooth coming out for Big Daddy Kane, uh, saying rest in peace to to Guru. As they performed that song, was it D W Y C N? I can never remember it, but it was a song that was on the Hard to Earn album. There was a single for it. It's the song where Guru, uh, you know, has that famous line: "Iced tea was a popular drink, and it still is." I think it's iced tea, right? Not lemonade. Lemonade was a popular drink, and it still is. I get more props and stunts than Bruce Willis. So there's that one, uh, and that's kind of been that's become sort of a. Uh, a line that a lot of artists pay pay homage to now. You know, people have, uh, some names I can't even remember. I remember in the early 2000s, people repeating that. And then uh, more recently, there's been a song with uh, R.A. the Rugged Man and Slug from Atmosphere where they made that the hook. It's a great track. It's a great track. But anyway, that was a great moment. I love the moment where Black Moon, uh, in particular, Buckshot comes out and you know he did an album with KRS-One so there's a lot of there's a lot of history there. Roxanne Chante for the Juice Crew obviously came out that was pretty cool. I liked 
Um, who else? The, the, I got to say, the nice and smooth was incredible. You know, that to me was one of those, that, that was so incredible because you really understood why a group like Nice and Smooth had such a um, a role in hip hop in the '80s and in the early '90s. Like you, they clearly, you know, if you were to go to a house party back then, I would assume like they would just like tear tear the house down. So I could really appreciate that. There was just a lot of acts, but for me. The most important cameo, the most interesting cameo, the most significant, and the one that spoke to a really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, really seminal piece or period in hip-hop history, was the collaboration with KRS-One and DOS Effects. Now, here's why. Uh, I knew the song. The, you know, they came out and they did the song uh, "Represent the Real Hip Hop." That song blew me away when I was a teenager. It was on both KRS One's album, the eponymous KRS One album from 1995, as well as DOS FX's album "Hold It Down" in 1995. The beat is completely ridiculous. It's produced by Show or Showbiz from DITC, he was doing uh, a lot of work with KRS-One. Obviously, there was some production on I Got Next, uh, which is the album KRS puts out in 97, the one that went gold with uh, Step Into Step Into a World. Uh, so the production on that is just incredible. It's got like this, this uh, live drum sound, you know, with some reverb. It's got some sort of like synth orchestra stab instrument. I don't know what the name of it would be, but yeah, you know, it's something you would, it's something you could like hear in movies and like action flicks, and that's just kind of like repeats every once in a while. And then of course there's a dope bassline, uh, and then on the track, uh, DJ Scratch, who was one of the DJs, main DJs for DOS Effects for a period of time, um, even into like the Generation Effects album uh, of 1998. He scratches on that, you know, and there's a point in the song where KRS says, DJ Scratch, or I'm not, did I say DJ Scratch? I'm sorry, DJ Dice. Wow, I got to bring that back. So uh, even DJ Dice is on the recorded track, right? Uh, doing scratches, KRS shouts him out in the recorded track. You know, DJ, DJ Dice, Dice tear up the place. Why this is so important, though, to me, it's because a lot of times when I listen to hip hop, especially in the 90s, you know, um, the stuff that I grew up on, the stuff that was even a lot of times uh, before my time. And by that, I mean, you know, just a handful of years, you know, stuff where it was just like the sound was so different. And, you know, if you go from 1995 to 1998, it's like two different worlds. OK, that to me. Um, kind of lost my train of thought. When I listened to those songs back then, artists like MOP and DOS Effects 
and KRS-One, etc., especially on the collaborations where one artist is featured on another, I always, one of the, f- the first things that comes to my mind is, man, would that be so great to hear live? You know, oh man, I, I, why didn't they make a video for this song? You know, in particular, I think a, gener- a Generation Effects album, why didn't they make a, a video for uh, No Doubt, which is the song with, uh, the DOS FX song with M.O.P. and Teflon. Make a video for that song, you know, and everything's so focused on, you know, what is the best radio track um, at that time. And and so to go back to this KRS-One Big Daddy Kane versus, when KRS says, yo, Das, and is starting to get them to come out, puts on that beat. First off, like, there was like barely a reaction. Yo, Das, get ready, go. Only a few can understand. Tells me a lot about the crowd there. It's just like... Yeah, you know the hits, and you know the classics, but do you know, like, the underground stuff? The stuff where there wasn't a video, there wasn't a a radio single for, but the significance of a KRS-One DOS FX collaboration. If you're a hip-hop fan from that era, you should know that track, and when you hear that beat, you should go crazy, but that's beside the point. When they come out and do that performance, it was just amazing. It was like, okay, yeah, I'm not there uh, in Barclay Center or whatever it was, Brooklyn, right? Um, I'm not there personally, but this is the next best thing, to actually see these guys on the stage, uh, you know, 25 years later, basically, performing this track was incredible. Just absolutely incredible. And of course, Crazy Drazy killed it. He, uh, he, he's really an incredible performer. Um, and to see Scoob there, books in reverse with KRS-One. The other part that was really dope was when they finished the song, they kind of did a back and forth, almost like a little cipher. The end, you know, no beat. They're just ciphering back and forth, repeating and reciting that line. Uh, that was so dope. My only regret, you know, I'm going to get to that was that KRS didn't do his verse. I really would have enjoyed that, uh, to, to see the whole song itself. In fact, uh, I, I mean, I totally understand why they shifted and then, okay, let's do They Want Effects, and I think they did the They Want Effects remix, um, you know, with the da-da-da-da. That, obviously, you know, that's their biggest hit ever. That went platinum. I think it went platinum. Might have went as a single. It might have went gold, uh, but the album "Dead Serious" that it's on went platinum. So obviously they're going to do that, 
but I really would have uh, would have loved to have KRS do his verse because it's it's just crazy. The whole performance is so dope. Like the song itself, I, I strongly urge you if you've never listened to it to close your room, close the door in your room, put your speakers on loud, and just listen to that track. Listen to the production. Listen to the wordplay. Uh, you know, Crazy Jay-Z at one point, I think he says, what's he say? Well, it's the super duper rama rama. I'm about to set it, set it. Niggas best forget it, let it be. You regret it, G, so let it be. The D to the fucking D. Yo, it's me, the lyricist. They fearing this is you can see. It's just, the whole, the whole track is one of my favorite tracks ever. Ever. So underrated. Dos Effects is so underrated. Um, also, so, so, like dismissed and panned by a lot of critics by a lot of fans that really take for granted just how important they were um it, they influenced people from you know uh jay-z on like it's just like they were so influential uh and you can get into they, they got bit and then people thought the sound got played out and etc and they became a shell themselves there's a lot of criticism some of which i guess you could say is warranted uh but it's also the 1990s was just a really tough for time for hip-hop there were so many changes and so many pressures and you know you're in a major label that has certain expectations i remember reading a uh an article where uh dos effects and this is you know years after their out off of their uh, label east west they haven't put an album out in like a decade uh and then they're saying you know some of the production choices that that were panned on their last mainstream album uh, generation effects um you know that was the the label you know you guys are going to work with this producer you're going to make this kind of track and that that was what it was uh it was a tough time I don't think that should take away just how significant that group is and was to hip-hop culture, to the music that, that's that been put out over the years. Um, I, I think if you really give DOS Effects a chance, you listen to their first few albums, especially, uh, in my opinion, their, my favorite is Hold It Down. But others would say, no, you want to look at Dead Serious, or maybe you want to look at Straight Up Suicide. And then you go beyond that, and you listen to uh, some of their features and some of the remixes. My favorite remix would have to be uh, the Pete Rock, Just Some Men remix. I think it's probably the quintessential DOS Effects song. If you listen to that, you understand DOS Effects. That would be my recommendation. So... I just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, I'm looking forward to a new year, Happy New Year's, and if you continue to listen to the show uh, and check out my music, you can check me out at ProceedMusic.com, I'm on Instagram, Proceed Music, I'm also on some alternative social media sites that I like to champion, so check me out on MeWe, MeWe.com slash P slash Proceed. I'd love to chat, you know, send me, send me a, a message, tag me in something, whatever you want to do, uh, sounds good to me, and again, 
here's to a new year. I wish whatever you're up to, whatever your goals are, I hope those get achieved. And I wish you the best in the future. So that's it for now. I'll be making more podcast episodes. I got an album coming out in the spring. So look out for that. And uh, all the best. Proceed. Out.